All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Bitcast, the live edition. And uh, so far, we seem to be doing all right. We'll see how this goes. This is episode 99, and you got myself, Ainsley Bowden. You've got Dan Rodriguez, who uh, is going by a different name today. Right. <laughs> and my, joining us... my quarantine fat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us for the first time is Archimedes, who I think many of our followers know, all the way from Germany. So uh, good evening, sir. Good evening, and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, super excited about it. So um, <clears throat> first thing I wanted to just mention before we get to uh, kind of your gaming history and whatnot, Archimedes, is um, just wanted to give a big shout out to everyone who's been watching. Um, as I said uh, on Twitter, if you follow, you know, we're going live this week. Next week we have our episode 100. We'll be live again. We'll let you know what time that's going to be. And also wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone last week who uh, kind of jumped in and uh, checked out the Season Gaming merchandise store that we're doing with Special Effect and Able Gamers. Um, you know, just anyone who ordered something, uh, just big thank you for that. So and I spoke to Special Effect again this week, and they're just kind of overjoyed at the idea of what we're doing. Uh, like we said, we're not donating millions of dollars by any means, but um, just the concept and, and what we're trying to do has been really appreciated. So thank you again. So, Archimedes, man, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your gaming history. I know you and I have chatted quite a bit, um, and it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Uh, I think that's we were just prior to going live talking about some of the uh, hashtag Twitter guys um, that can kind of make it a, a bad experience, you know, at times with uh, you know just the ridiculous. I even hate to use the word right, but fanboyism and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But it's been a pleasure getting to know you, and uh, I love Likewise. kind of your post and you know you're just just balanced just a, a good guy that's in the gaming so um first of all let's start with um where people can find you i know you're also doing uh videos by the way i watched your doom eternal review yesterday it's really well done great Thank production you. value man um I, I think it's great so i know you're a new channel getting out there so if you're listening you know archimedes you haven't subbed to his channel yet check it out it's good stuff uh so sub up um but yeah, let's go ahead and get to uh, let's get to your gaming history. So, how far do you yeah. go back? Are you uh, are you a seasoned gamer? Or am I going to have to kick you off the show before we even really get going here? <laughs> so, <laughs> when that, do I start to count as a seasoned gamer? I started about thirty years ago. <laughs> gaming, okay, so all right, okay. That count. Um, yeah, well, I started with uh, the OG Game Boy. That was my first uh, gaming system, and on the Atari of my dad. Yeah, that was okay. also something I used to play a lot on. Um, and from there, I was mainly all the time a console guy. Um, I basically owned every Nintendo console ever since, every handheld, every main console. I used. I owned um, basically all PlayStations except the Vita. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> you missed out, man. The Vita is a great I, system. Great I know, system. I know. I, I saw, at some point I have to get one. And um, yeah, yeah I, I've been on the Xbox as well. Well, for basically more or less from the beginning. Yeah, when the Xbox came out, I lived in a shared apartment, and um, my roommate bought one. And uh, ever since, uh, my love for Halo started. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. It's two to one, uh, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Well, I've ever I've been ever since a multiplayer guy. Um, yeah. That's basically a short summary of my gaming history. No, that's great. That's great. So original Game Boy, man, I, I have memories yeah. of 
just walking around um, playing Tetris and trying to find a light source, of course, because that screen was damn near impossible to see unless oh, you had yeah. a light shining directly <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So fantastic. So, um, you know, obviously out in Germany, like we already said, um, and I know you've talked before, but before we kind of get into the topics here, I just wanted to bring up uh, your perspective on uh, kind of the global market, at least where you are in Europe, uh, as it relates to kind of Nintendo, PlayStation and Xbox, because I know, you know, a lot of uh, the podcasts that we all kind of tune into and watch are very U.S. based and the market here in the U.S. is very different, even though we all know how well PlayStation 4 did. Um, over the course of the generation, Xbox One is still very close to it in the U.S., not globally. Um, but it's a very different story for a lot of countries worldwide. So from your perspective, what's that look like in terms of market share for the big three out in Germany? Oh, it's significantly different than in the U.S. Um, we have... Uh, don't have I don't have actual numbers for the Nintendo systems. I know that the PlayStation outsold the Xbox five to one um, wow. here in Germany, um, and uh, that the Switch is doing actually very well in in Germany. I am not sure what that means in absolute numbers, um, but I know that it is a successful system over here too. But the Xbox um, is. I always say it's literally not existing, and mm. um, the main reason for that is, is um, in my opinion, the marketing uh, of Microsoft. It is really not existing over here in Europe. We have basically no advertisement at all for the Xbox brand, um, and that's basically the, the, the or is what I guess is why the Xbox is so, or the, the PlayStation outsold the Xbox in, in with that high rate, yeah, five to one. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and Dan, I don't want to steer all the conversation here, so please jump in and no, interrupt me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like listening to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, shout out to everyone in chat, uh, guys. I know, like I said, first live show. I'm new at this, so I'm trying to like look back and forth at the same time here. So Dizzy, Diego, Matt, what's going on, guys? Alari, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, all right, so let's get into uh, let's get into. We'll start with our listener question. I didn't really do a poll this week uh, for season gaming per se, but we did get a listener question from a Sean M. And it's very, you know, as questions usually are, right? It's very relatable to what we're going to talk about. So it'll take us right into the uh, Series X and PlayStation Five conversation. And he asked, uh, given the state of the world right now, um, do we personally think that we'll see the Series X and PlayStation Five get delayed until twenty twenty one? Um, and I know, you know, many of us are aware, uh, I kind of wanted to touch on this from a perspective of, uh, the interviews that Phil Spencer did this week with Ryan McCaffrey at over at IGN. And, you know, that question was asked of him as well. Um, and, you know, his perspective is they're still shooting for this year. Uh, that is still the plan. Um, but I think you could hear it in his voice and many other companies' voices that, uh, you know, there may have to be some contingency. So, uh, Dan, I'll go to you, you know, personally, just your gut feeling. Do you think we're going to see both consoles still launch this year? God, I hope so. But um, <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. They say, you know, over in China, things are kind of getting back on track. I mean, I, I saw that right. interview with, you know, when I watched it, um, that Ryan McCaffrey did. And he said that, you know, it looks like the, the, the production anyway back in China is kind of getting back on track now. So they still hope to hit that. But you just don't know. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. You know, if we have another spike or whatever it is, you know, it, it just with all the games being delayed, 
Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to that for sure. It, yeah. Right. It's just, it kind of worries me a little bit. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopefully optimistic, I guess, you know, but we'll, we'll kind of see. I mean, I would say, yes, it's going to come out, but then again, who the hell knows? I mean, it's, it's a crazy time. <laughs> All right. So your opinion is a yes. Yes. Okay. All we're right. Gonna, we're going to hit it. If it. Maybe it gets delayed a month, but you know, that's about it. Okay. I'm hoping, hoping. Okay. What do you think, Argumentis? Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't. Think I don't think really, anyone is, right? Yeah, we we all don't know how this thing will develop. Yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, depending on how long it takes till we get more or less to a normal working state, um, they will come out or not. I think Phil addressed one thing very clearly in in the two interviews um, he gave to IGN. Um, that it is actually a software issue, yeah, and it doesn't matter whether the hardware is ready or not. Uh, if they don't have the um, operating systems ready, if they don't right. have any games or um, the infra, the, the online infrastructure up and ready, um, that then yeah, well, it definitely will get delayed. I'm of course not hoping for it, um, but at this point. Um, you know, uh, we talked about it. Um, I also work in a huge company and the big problem for most big companies right now is the huge amount of data that they have to transfer into the homes of the of people. Yeah? Um, and think about how big the assets of a huge game develop, right. <laughs> for instance, are yeah? and bring that kind of data into the homes of, of people. Um, and having that kind of data always synced with a huge team. This is a huge, huge challenge. And I'm not sure if that will mean that we will get a delay. It might not be the hardware, it might be the software. No, that's a good point. And that's one of the quotes from Phil that I found most interesting, right? Because you're right, he said something to the effect of, it's like a three-tiered thing, right? It was software, yeah. uh, platform, and uh, something else, uh, you know, services maybe. But yeah, I mean, if you think about everything that has to be ready for a launch, you've got, as you just said, you got to have the games ready. You have to have the OS has to be ready because it's likely going to be a, a new OS on the Series X. Um, you've got to have all the infrastructure. So trying to do any of that remotely, um, as you said, I too work for a big company and just any kind of technology planning that's going on remotely right now is a challenge. Um, and I think every company across the world is seeing that for the most part. So, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of continue on his comments because I know it was a big topic this week and you know everyone's really excited for the Series X, of course, and next gen to, to begin. And he made a couple quotes here that are pretty notable. So gonna just get your guys' feelings on these. So uh, you already kind of touched on one, our committees around game development is continuing, um, but it has challenges being remote, of course. Um, he also said that he doesn't see holding up the Series X if a single game a la Halo, of course, is what Ryan was referring to. Um, but he does want to ensure, like we just said, system services platform are all in sync. So it's kind of an interesting thought to think that uh, even if the Series X is ready to launch and the OS is there, infrastructure is there, Game Pass, you know, xCloud, what have you, uh, Halo may not be ready. Uh, and so that would be kind of a, a different scenario to see the system launches fall without Halo, which of course would make me shed a tear. Um, Though I think I'd I'd still love to have the system in my hands with uh, better third-party support and other games, um, rather than have both the system and Halo get delayed to to twenty twenty one. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
uh, I mean, all the games we have right now will be playable on the Xbox anyway. Right. So I'll take that, uh, take the new system and play my backlog <laughs> in better quality um, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then you, you wanted to mention something. Yeah, no, I was to say, I mean, I've never seen a system launch without at least one big title game, you know, mm -hmm. right? And it'd be so weird to just like, yeah, here's your new hardware. This will come out later. You know, I mean, I, I think that'll hurt a little bit because people are going to get these systems to play these next gen games, right? So they're, you know, yeah, you can play your backlog and stuff at higher quality, which is fantastic. But at the same time, I want some new stuff. And, you know, like I said before, with all these delays, you know, I, I just don't know if we're going to get anything monumental. I, I know we won't get any big announcements. I don't know what they're doing, planning, still doing for E3. I, I just, with everything so uncertain, it'd be hard to come out and say, this is what we're doing. And this is what's going to be there at this time. You know, the, the, the number of the days and stuff are just so out there right now. You just don't know what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm super nervous, you know, <laughs> it's because I mean, I, yeah, I've been playing like, you know, a lot of backlog games, which is great, you know, but I'm kind of just kind of finding myself in like certain, a certain zone and just like, there it is. I'm just going to stick with this. I need something new. Yeah. You know, it's just doom well, and, and, and by it's only April, right? By right, November, yeah. if we're still on lockdown, uh, everyone's going to be really itching for, for something new. Right. And that's, that's a, huge right now. I mean, these, these kind of things, you know, you see all these movies and stuff getting delayed. Some of them are releasing digitally. You know, you see like Disney did a couple of them and I think bloodshot came out and some other horror movies that I'll never watch. But you know, <laughs> I, I want, but I understand where they're coming from too. I mean, that's got to be super difficult. Um, like you said, our committees about the software and, you know, just working separately and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't even know how that works. I'm not in that kind of field. So it's just, I'm, I want something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, we need something. We need some good news from our hobby right now. I think a lot of people do, and we're, we're really not, getting that we're just getting it, garbage it's That's really it's really interesting because we're at a point where um more people are gaming than ever right. um, and more yeah. people have more time to game than ever yep. uh but from a development side it's the opposite um everything's coming to a crawl and slowing mm -hmm. down so i think there's going to be a weird conf conflict uh conflict there um so his uh obviously his most controversial statement and sites kind of posted this up not controversial i should say but just flame igniting was you know ryan pretty much asked him directly after cerny's presentation on the ps5 how did you feel about the series x and the choices that the development team has made uh on the xbox side and, and phil pretty clearly said uh we felt even better yeah um, and so you know that's that's probably about as controversial as phil gets he doesn't really make you know statements to to, to say anything too directly but uh it's pretty clear that um, and we've been talking about this for a while, but it's pretty clear that he and the Xbox teams are feeling really confident about the hardware and the direction that Xbox is heading going into next gen. And I think we've all talked about that. We've seen the difference um, in Xbox, but it's uh, it's definitely uh, interesting to see and to hear it directly from from Phil. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, it's like it's like you're in high school and, you know, some guys like, hey. I heard that guy's got a huge wong and that guy never says anything right he just never says anything just kind of walks around now he's come out and said yeah i got a huge dick <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what he said. 
That's basically what this whole conversation is. Like, you just try to hide it. He's just like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, it's true. It's like 10 inches or 13 teraflops, whatever you want to call it. You know, the equivalent of what he's done. And but it, it's, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be hard to contain because you know Sony is not a, a sh- they've always been a when they're ahead right they're a pretty cocky company they just are they they have no problem flaunting that yeah. and to think that they got Xbox got beat up this generation mm-hmm. and um so and and they started working on the Series X in 2016 right this is a four year project for them. Um, laying the foundation for everything. So to see all that come to fruition and be months from launch and knowing that the decisions you made um, ended with a, a, a what presumably looks to be a better hardware result has to be gratifying, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he's swinging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it must have been a real challenge to get the spirit of the team up again after that 2013 uh, launch. Uh, it must have been really, really difficult uh, in, the, in that leadership role. And um, ever since he has um, laid out a, a very good plan and now this plan is unrolling and you see that confidence in how they market the Series X right now. And of course, he must feel so good at the moment um, having the lead also in Mindshare uh, in the media side. It's on the media sides, yeah. Um, and uh, for that reason, I ab- absolutely understand his uh, comment that he must have felt good after that presentation from Sony. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move on from that. But if you haven't checked out those interviews, I'm sure most of you listening have. But they're they're good interviews, and there's some good information. Phil's just one of those guys. Um, you know, listen to a lot of executives speak, and I'm sure Archimedes, you've been in this boat too with the company yeah. you work at. But it it's it's not a learned trait to be able to be genuine, knowledgeable, and down to earth. You know, um, like Phil is. That's not something that you can teach. It's uh, it's an inherent behavior, and it's it's just good to see the head of one of these gaming divisions be that way. Because someone else said it this week on Twitter, but it's like, when do we ever see Doug Bowser for Nintendo or uh, anyone on the Sony side come out and just speak to their fans like this? They simply don't do it. So. It's it's always been something for from Microsoft. Of the, uh, a lot of their executives are very active on social media with the with the fan base. Yeah? It's not just Phil; it is Aaron Greenberg and yeah. it's Larry, and and so on. There are a lot of of executives that are very close to their fan base. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a conscious decision, right? Uh, it's part of regaining fan trust over years, which Absolutely. takes years. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot to cover on this, uh, but if you missed it for any reason, Eurogamer slash Digital Foundry guys did an even deeper dive on the PlayStation 5. They basically took what Mark Cerny presented and really got into the tech details about it. So uh, I kind of liked reading it, but man, it's it's definitely a deep dive. So if you want to get into uh, more of the detail, check that out. There wasn't anything new, so there's really nothing for us to discuss about it. But I just wanted to shout it out because it's it's really all we have for the PlayStation Five right now, you know. All I right, it totally. You what? <laughs> also, if I would have seen it, I would have been confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I sent the engineer uh, Katie, who'll be joining us next week. Um, I sent it to him immediately. I was like, "You're gonna love this" because he just loves that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> ah, and Car- as I, that was strange, right? As I said, Katie, he joined the chat. So, what's up, Carl? What? Um, <laughs> Welcome. 
Uh, and he's joining us from England, so not too far from you there, Archimedes. No. All right. Let's jump into the news. We were talking about game delays and obviously the biggest news this week, um, which really wasn't a huge surprise, but very disappointing news for, for fans. Is what? That last... <laughs> what? How was it not a huge surprise? I was with everything going on. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I just, (laughs) I just figured that with everything going on in the world, I'm not going to be surprised of any delays on anything that's getting sent out. But although we were close, right? We're only six weeks from launch. Anyway, I didn't even set the title yet, but everyone knows I'm talking about last of us too. Uh, So it's been, (laughs) it's been delayed indefinitely. Uh, And the, the reason seems to be, there's a lot of people talking about it, but the reason seems to be the game was pretty much ready to release. They said they were kind of in their final rounds of um, crushing bugs, but that uh, simply from a distribution side, there's no way globally they would have been able to get all the copies out. And, uh, you know, they've got collector's editions that I'm waiting on and many other people. So um, not like, <laughs> although Dan seemed to be surprised, but... You know, I think we all agree this is hugely disappointing. This is one of my top three uh, games of the year. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, had really planned to play nothing else going into May with the anticipation that this game was coming and I could put my full focus on it. So uh, what do you guys think? You're in the same boat as me? Pretty, uh, pretty disappointing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, it's one of my most anticipated games this year. Um I'm still a little bit surprised, um, uh, to be honest, um, because the, the game is basically done. Yeah, they said it. Um, they should have went gold by now, um, yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. just because they can't get the physical copies out. And I was really thinking, would it really hurt the game so much to have a digital-only launch? I am not sure. I think they they kind of use it as well to have a, a big big uh, launch title for the PS5 right now. And I take that opportunity to say, okay, we have a, a good reason here now and then just delay it because they didn't delay it with a, they, they delayed, uh, with a definite date. Yeah? They delayed it indefinitely. And this right. is what, since they haven't announced the, announced the launch date for the PS5, I'm still thinking, okay, they took that opportunity, moved it out, and now they have a launch title for the PS5 ready. Of course, it will launch on the PS4 as well, but now they can advertise their new system with that big AAA banger. Yeah. Mm. 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 All right, so here's the <laughs> I was I was super disappointed in the Cyberpunk 2077 delay. Mm-hmm. That one, oh, the, the one that went from May to September? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was just like a fist in the face i would say face um but this one everything was pointing to it being ready and it sounds like it is ready and so this 100 looks like a we're not going to make enough money because of the physical sales yeah you know there's 10 percent blame here on people like ains because <laughs> they're stupid digital or physical guys they can't just take the leap and just Join the future of gaming. Dude, I got to get Ellie's backpack. Leave me alone. I mean, you can have that later. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, I would have been fine even being a physical guy. I would have been. I would have still bought the collector's edition later right. and still yeah. paid. They they yeah. might have, on um, people like me, made more money because I would have bought a digital copy right. to play it yeah, in exactly. the meantime. They're yeah. stupid. And this is, I, it just drives <laughs> me crazy that, you know, with everything going on, this would have been one of those games where it was like, I mean, it would have killed I mean, digitally, I think. I think they're oh, really yeah. underselling what they could have done. I know a lot of people couldn't have got it. Stay off the internet for six months. I don't know what to tell you. You know, don't look, you know, you can mute words on Twitter. 
you can mute words everywhere else. I mean, it just don't look it up unless I play it because I needed this. This yeah. one, this one hit me right in the sack. You know, I mean, it was yeah. terrible, man. And it, I, I don't like the reasoning behind it. You know, and the people that are saying, well, you know, it's okay, you know, because the time and the development, it's done. It's basically done. Yeah, right? and, and, you know, this maybe, is really. Yeah, this is really something that bothers me as well. I know that they are sitting on the game ready. They have it ready, yeah, and they're just yeah. withholding it. Um, uh. <laughs> I think, uh, so quick shout out, uh, HR, what's up, man? Good to see you in Sarko. Uh, Z Black Rider, thanks guys for joining. It's awesome to see you in here. So I think uh, pretty much we all in agreement here, very disappointed. I'm kind of of two minds, I think, uh, Dan, you nailed it, right? Uh, it's really about sales um, and them not meeting goals. And who knows? We don't know what that looks like from a corporate perspective, right? They may have incentives they have to hit for launched, you know, two weeks. There's all kinds of crap that goes into launching a game financially. But I also think that, Archimedes, you have a point, because we talked about that earlier this week, too, and the possibility that if you think about if PlayStation 5 is still launching this fall and the hardware and services and everything else are ready to go, but we know game development's taking a hit. And we already knew, or, or, or I should say presume, there's good information saying that there's really no big uh, first party exclusive for PlayStation 5 at launch, um, given what the, all their studios are working on. It may make a lot of sense to take advantage and say, coronavirus ruined our launch, and say, but PlayStation 5 will be out in November and uh, The Last of Us 2 is launching with it. Um, because you've just you've built up that hype at that point, and everyone's going to want to jump in, especially if they take the next what five months and optimize Last of Us Two for the PS5. So then you can say PS5, you can buy it on PS4, but the best version's on PS5. Um, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Maybe it's a conspiracy theorist right now, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, and, uh, yeah. yeah, but that seems to make a lot of sense to me. You know what? I think it's more. I can't buy my third yacht to quarantine on, you know, <laughs> piece of the garbage. I mean, it's not bad. Man, it's feisty today, man. I, I, I got to think of some other questions to ask I you. Knew, I knew this one was going to get me. It just, I was so looking forward to this because now I kind of look down the line and I'm like, okay, Ghost of Tsushima, that's 100% probably going to get canceled or not canceled, but delayed. Um, and then I, I, there's such a big gap, you know, that those two games, Cyberpunk and this one, were going to fill. And now I'm going to be playing 15 seasons of MLB and replaying. I mean, I hope the division keeps releasing stuff because at least that's keeping me going. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> nuts. I mean, yeah. it, it just don't be greedy, you know, and this is the worst time to do that. I think, you know, when you know people need this kind of entertainment, you know that it's booming right now. You know, you can't find a switch. You guys sent me that thing on the, the chat that, the yeah. Rig Fit, Rig Fit Adventure, like man, go for three hundred dollars. That's insane. <laughs> if you don't think yeah. that the gaming industry is booming right now, and you could take advantage of that, you know, you're you're out of your damn mind, yeah. out of your mind. But I mean, I understand what they're saying. Like, we want to have everybody. You know what? Shut up and let us play the damn game. I'll pay double. I will pay you two hundred or hundred. You're just right complaining now. about being greedy. Don't yell that you'll pay double. I'll pay double. I will give you. I will buy that other guy's physical copy, and you can give it to him whenever it comes out. But I want to play my game right now. All right. Um, 
Well, first of all, sorry about the, if there was a boom in the mic for you guys listening. I literally just need my desk, which my mic is on. Nice. So sorry about that. Uh, what's up, Jordan? Good to see you here, man. Um, yeah. So uh, Z Black made a point, which I was just going to say as well. That is, you know, in general too, first party, right? PlayStation, they have a bigger profit margin on digital sales anyway than they do on physical. You so see. I think yeah. it's kind of a weird conversation when you think about everything you just said as well, Dan, is everyone's playing more games right now. We're definitely still going to be in some form of lockdown or quarantine next month. It may even be worse, which is sad to say, but it's just reality. Um, there's no other big title, uh, nothing that even comes close to comparing The Last of Us 2 in May. And I mean, it would have just boomed out of, you know, from a digital front. It does seem like a strange thing, which only makes me put my tinfoil hat back on and say it's all because they want the PS5 to come out of the gate stronger. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right so so we'll move on from last of us too but um you know so we also saw a couple other delays right nothing major here and not nearly like last of us too uh but we saw from final fantasy 7 development team they are going ahead with launch which actually launches in six days now but they actually said that you know people who have physical copies in some regions will be delayed it's just not going to get there in time so but they they're also going ahead. Send they, they also sent out a lot of uh, physical copies out early. They did? Because, yeah. yeah, they did. They did um, because they were not sure if in uh, a week or two when they had to send it actually, if they were able to. So they just sent them out. And I know a lot of people on Twitter who are actually having the their physical copies right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that as well, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's good to them to do that. And it goes back to the point of they're trying to get copies in the hands because everyone wants new games right now. You know, it's the time. <laughs> Uh, Lunch Bizzle, what's up, man? Thanks for joining. And um, yeah, but that's what we were just talking about is they don't want to exclude people that don't want to buy digital. And I, I get that. I guess maybe they're thinking if they did release it and say it's digital only for a bunch of regions globally, it feels like you're then excluding people and that's just a bad look for the company. Uh, you know, maybe I guess you I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Right. I can just sit here and critique them and we can joke about it. But there are people who have to literally make these decisions. and I'm sure that's not an easy thing to do. So. Mm -hmm. um, so Final Fantasy 7 we were just talking about, but then uh, Minecraft Dungeons was supposed to release in a couple weeks here in April, um, and that got pushed just a month. So that's coming out in late May now, May 26 to be exact. I'm really looking forward to that one. And then yeah. Wasteland 3 was supposed to be next month in May, and that got pushed to August 28th. So oh, we bummer. are seeing, yeah, we are seeing, <laughs> I know you're really looking forward to that one, right? So yeah, right. Yeah, we are seeing, um, you know, it's it's already happening that delays are kind of coming, so um yeah it's disappointing but anything else you guys want to touch on there from a delay standpoint stop it <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to stop my super self in you know self-centered and yeah i just it's just too late crazy, crazy crazy like especially with games that are pretty much done and i understand maybe like minecraft dungeons maybe a month okay you push it back i get that you know you gotta kind of regroup Totally understand, but like these huge delays, these indefinite delays, and you know, with your tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, you're probably right on. You know, I mean, it's all about money. You know, at this point, you know, it's always about money. I can't it's always it. about money. Always. Stand it, um, Carl J <laughs> KT. Yes. He said, uh, he said, I'm with Dan. You can ban physical and Ains. I'm gonna have to get creative and draw my special editions. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you've ever played Drawful with me, you know they're not. No one's gonna buy them. Nobody. No, so. this is true. <laughs> All right. So let's speaking of delays and cancellations, right? So what? obvious, but nothing. 
right. So we, uh, you know, E3's canceled, obviously. And um, the first, uh, we got the first news this week of kind of things that are going to happen. So the weird thing is Bethesda came out, Pete Hines, who uh, I actually ran on, ran into on the street last year at E3 and got a picture with him. But Pete Hines announced that Bethesda is not going to host a digital event in June uh, to kind of recreate or replicate what they normally do from a press conference side uh, at E3. So this is kind of strange to me. You know, Bethesda is one of, if you go to E3 and, and do the conferences, it's one of probably the top four or five press conferences. You have obviously the main platform holders, right, with Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. But then it's really Ubisoft and Nintendo. Ubisoft and Bethesda are really kind of the next two from a publishing standpoint. Never mind, we were supposed to get Starfield news this year, which has been in development since the Atari was out, I think. Um, so I, I, it, this was kind of hit me strangely. It's like, well, if Bethesda is not going to hold an event um, and they're supposed to be working on these major games, what, what are they doing? You guys, what do you think? I have no uh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> put you on the spot because I don't know either. Yeah, I figured yeah. you guys had some kind of opinion. I, I, I think they're just, you know, I mean, here's the thing with Bethesda, Bethesda and their their conferences. They like it's all, it's like, oh man, like everybody's like, this is the best thing. And then, but you really step back and kind of look at it. It's just like, well, they showed Doom again, and then that was really it. And then, it's trust just, me, I was I was in like row 15 of their conference last year with a bunch of the guys you all know, and yeah. we were about three quarters of the way through it. We were kind of looking at each other like. Right. Is this what they're? Is this it? Like, yeah. Um, but they did. They did show Tokyo. Was it Ghostwire? Ghostwire Tokyo. Yep. Um, which looked really that. cool from Tango uh, GameWorks. I'm really excited about. So, you know, there's things like that that you would just think they'd want to show off. I, I don't know. Well, you yeah, there's really a cool Prey Two rumor. Oh, don't man, oh, Prey yeah. Two. Oh man, one of my favorite games of the generation. I hope that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was uh, also curious about the the wording they use. They want to reveal their games throughout the year, so I'm I'm not sure if if they just made a bet on being everything delayed. Yeah, maybe they just said, okay, the consoles will be delayed, everything will be delayed. There is no need to put our games now out uh, in a in a digital event, and we just hold it back to be able to blow everyone out of their minds once the the whole economy is back on track here yeah? so i'm not sure here yeah that's a good point maybe maybe that's what they're thinking um yeah and, and you know sark i know sarko in chat is asking about Elder scroll six because i know how much you love uh skyrim and it's got <laughs> tens of millions of people across the world do right um but they they've clearly said that starfield is the next game from todd howard's team uh, that Elder Scrolls Six is after that, so that's why I find it so weird that we still haven't seen Starfield, and this this was going to be the year, the conference <laughs> that we were going to see it. So I don't know. Anyway, um, IGN came out and announced going back to E3. Uh, so IGN uh, don't have to describe them, but they came out yesterday and announced Summer of Gaming event, which is going to take place in June, and it's going to take place with several major publishers, including uh, people like Two K, Sega. Um, they mentioned uh, several other publishers and they said more are coming, but it sounds like some of these companies are going to work with IGN because when you do that, right, you can basically take the onus off yourself in terms of uh, distribution and streaming and everything that you have to set up from a funding standpoint and technology standpoint to get that communication out. So you partner with a company like IGN, which is obviously worldwide, and you can get your message out 
excuse me, get your message out to everyone you want to get it out to um, while not needing really the resources to put it all together outside of the game news. So this makes a lot of sense, I think, for the publishers. Um, you know, personally, I'm kind of disappointed that I'm going to have to go through IGN to watch these uh, things. Hopefully I can just mute the commentators or something. Um, and, and nothing huge against IGN. I don't really have any big problem with them. But it's just, you know, I like seeing the conferences directly from the companies and the people that work there, right? The developers. I don't want to have to go through uh, people like at IGN to watch that. But anyway, this is kind of at least I think positive news that in June, we're going to have some big gaming event from several major publishers and see a bunch of new things. Yeah, let's see what they bring, man. We need some good news because this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm right the, uh, with you there, Ainsley. Um, I, I, nothing against IGN themselves. I just don't like the way, their way of reporting on games. But on the other hand, um, if you watch the Phil Spencer uh, interview, um, he said something uh, like, um, it, it, it's, it's a better way to advertise things in, in this day and age uh, if you just give it to some influencers uh, and let them report uh, other than the the companies themselves market their stuff yeah and i think this is might be also the the way of how they want to handle it just give the ign's and game spots and whatsoever some games in their hands to try them out and let them report on it on it on them yeah 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 it's the truth although it hurts deeply to me um but it's mm -hmm. the truth like hearing like you were going to have to get our new announcements from influencers literally is like just stabbing me in the heart yeah. um but it's the state of the world right now, right? It is what it is. So, I, I, I've said it on Boom's show. Um, why not release some game demos uh, worldwide for all gamers? I mean, they, yeah. if you have to prepare as a company the demos anyway for a digital E3 or whatever event they have planned, uh, why not release it publicly uh, and let us play 30 minutes of Halo Infinite or whatever? Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Let's go. I'm ready. Right. That would be the way to advertise it in the year 2020. That's a very good point. And I know, yeah, that's been a discussion before. Is like, you know, it used to be we would get more game demos when they were on disc, which doesn't even make any yeah. sense. Now you can push a game demo to your entire audience instantly, and yet we get less of them, it feels like. Which, um, I don't know, it's kind of strange. We get, like, the free play days, right? But those aren't those are games that are already released and have been out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, these guys were talking about uh, Ubisoft as well, and we haven't heard from Ubisoft what they're going to do. And uh, they had a pretty big lineup, right? So if you remember, we're talking about the Lays again, but their games were delayed, including Watch Dogs Legion, which I was really excited for. Um, but they've got, obviously, whatever the Assassin's Creed, the Viking, you know, whether it's called Valhalla or Ragnarok, oh, is supposed yeah. to come in the fall, right? I know everyone's pumped for that. You've got Watch Dogs Legion, and you've got Skull and Bones, um, which had been kind of... Uh, redone over the past year or so so it'll be interesting to see and they're always there at launch of new systems right yeah. beyond um, good and evil too and the yeah. rumored sam fisher return and Prince <laughs> don't, of don't bring that up don't bring, we, we've been heartbroken for way too long on the whole splinter cell thing i know <laughs> but they something out like they are looking into ways on how to do a digital event so i expect one from them i just don't know whether it will be in june yes yeah, and I hope so. And I hope, uh, you know, I think if you're talking third party, I would think that uh, for me anyway, Assassin's Creed um, and Watch Dogs are two of my top, top most anticipated because outside of Cyberpunk, yeah. maybe. Um, Dan, just wait till Cyberpunk gets delayed again. I'm going to 
punch somebody. <laughs> See, I'm gonna break my quarantine and just social distance with lots of freaking window because I'll be punching people in the face. So, uh, I'm yeah. lucky that all flights are cancelled and I'm in Europe. <laughs> yeah, Dan's a big guy. This is why I'm not letting him over to my house anymore. <laughs> so how hard would it be, even before this whole thing happened, where you know, you come out, you say, you know, an HR bomber, God's and Monsters is another one that Yeah, God's and Monsters. You know, you you're like, hey, we're working on Beyond Good and Evil. Okay. How about like even a monthly or like a bi-monthly like small video vlog? I mean, we're doing this. Right, like a live stream on YouTube, it's not that hard to kind of just go. <laughs> like, if we can do it, for God's sakes, anyone can do it. Minimize your skills because I couldn't even have done this. But what I'm saying is, you know, like updates, like people could use some good news, right? Sure. And instead sure. of you know, just just say, hey, this is where we're at in the development. We're not going to be releasing for probably another year or two, but this is where we're at. We'll see you next month. We'll give you a little bit more update. It might be five minutes. You know, it, it just seems like something like that would be would keep people going and like keep people excited and, you know, interested in the stuff. I, I just don't understand why that kind of stuff seems so difficult. And you don't have to sit there and show the whole game or anything like that. You can just come out and just say, hey, this is where we're at and just give us updates and get us excited about your product and get us excited about what's to come. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, fully, <laughs> I fully agree with you, but we just had two funny comments first from HR. He said, Anthem did that, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then uh, Carl said, uh, yeah, we, need to drop you a, we need to drop you, Dan, in a boardroom somewhere. I said, I fully support that. We'd have yeah. to have cameras, though, because we need to put that out there. See, what happened with Anthem, though, is that they basically is like, hey, this is where we're at. Look at this. And then they release something completely different. You know, so just show us the right stuff and what's <laughs> actually happening, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a good point though. I think uh, all jokes aside, these companies are billion-dollar companies, multi-billion-dollar companies, right? How hard would it be to get a few developers and a game director in a room with a live stream? We see some companies do it, like Division Two. You mentioned right. um, they have their they have a fantastic every is it every week or two weeks on YouTube. State of the game, Sea of Thieves does it, the rare team. It's not that hard, you know, to your yeah. point. Just just do it. And for God's sakes, when you announce a Last of Us delay, they said uh, Last of Us 2 delayed, which crushed everybody. And they said, here's a couple screenshots. It's like, really? Like, you could have done something better than that. Yeah. Um, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, I... I think everyone's in agreement that this is not the end of the delays. We're going to see more. I'm just hoping, selfishly, that Cyberpunk still releases in September and that we still get Halo this year. Um, that's it. Yeah. So, that's anyway. That's all we got to look forward to. You know what's not going to get delayed? Madden 2021. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. It's, <laughs> it's, been, it's like, been done since December of 2020. Yeah, yeah those are going to be coming out like a week before they actually release. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and everybody's gonna be like, thanks. thanks. Madden and FIFA are already done. They're yeah, just they're holding them. Finished. Yeah. <laughs> well, here I got good news for you. Here's oh, some good news. Good. Well, kind of good news. It's Nintendo, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but no, I think this is good news, right? Is a, a rumor came out, and then it was verified by a whole bunch of people. So, long story short, Nintendo is remastering their most popular 3D Mario games for the Switch, including Mario 64. Sunshine, Galaxy, and 3D World. Uh, and this is in a lead-up, supposedly, this year to their big holiday title being a new Paper Mario game. Uh, we talked before 
I think several weeks ago around how Breath of the Wild 2 was supposed to be their big holiday title, um, but it's not going to make it now. Shocker. So um, they're apparently moving forward with a Paper Mario as their big kind of new game. But, um, you know, personally, if they do these right, I am overjoyed to see Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy in particular. I didn't really care for 3D World, but those three being uh, kind of tuned up and then playable on the modern system, I think is fantastic news. Of course, <laughs> I was just going to say HR just said it, but um, yeah, of course, they'll probably be $60 each, but it's Nintendo. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, let's hope they release it as a collection. Um, Never going to happen. Yet- yeah, I know. And my second wish would be: uh, don't make it just a simple port. Um, put the, those games in the Mario Odyssey engine, and I want to see them yes. as an actual remake. Yeah, not just a port. Well, yeah, uh, it's not uh, like they have to really struggle to hit a high resolution or anything. It's, like, <laughs> it's, crazy, it's Twitch, man. It's like we put in three years of work on hitting 720p. Yeah, give me your money. I mean, get the hell out of here. I mean, it can't be that hard. It's that. what's going to happen. So yeah. just prepare yourself now because yeah. that's what's going right. to happen. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. it won't surprise me to see a, um, a Nintendo sixty four controller. I mean, we already have the NES and SNES ones. So you know, they'll start yeah. selling those for fifty dollars a piece soon. I'm sure too. Who was it, bro? I think it was PlayStation, bro, that posted yesterday that Burnout Paradise is releasing for the Switch, and it's going to be sixty fifty dollars or sixty dollars, and it's it's four ninety nine on Xbox and PlayStation right now. Oh man, that, that is one of my favorite racing games of all time. But I got to put the foot down somewhere. I got to buy Bioshock again. So yeah, sorry, Burnout. Stop it! Oh, that's Bioshock. I can't yell at you for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. you got to do it. And it right, really so- has something. Uh, they they make you buy the same game over and over again. I don't know how many times I bought uh, Mario Brothers or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every system. Yeah. As we always say, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Um, it's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We did get some new game announcements this week, which was exciting. So I wanted to touch on these. So uh, Rogue Legacy 2. I don't know about you guys. I know, Dan, this isn't up your alley. I don't know about you, Archimedes. But Rogue Legacy is one of my favorite 2D games uh, this generation. It's absolutely fantastic. I think uh, from like a uh, roguelite or um, that type of game where you kind of, you know, explore and die and just continue to explore and build up and build up. It was one of my favorite games. Every time someone talks about Shovel Knight being a good game, I want to hit them with a shovel and just tell them to go play Rogue Legacy instead um, because it's a far better game in my opinion. But um, Dan, I'm just going to let you sit on the the sidelines here because I'm assuming you... You didn't play Rogue Legacy. I'm literally looking it up as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I did exactly the same thing. I, I have never heard of it. Oh, um, damn it. Uh-huh. Oh, but God. Any of you guys in chat want to be on so yeah. we can talk about Rogue Legacy, please? <laughs> this is like the 2D side-scrolling medias. This is what this I mean, I, I, I like throw... these kind of games. I, I, I love Shuffle Knight. I, I love oh, no. um, Hollow Knight. And We're going backwards. Games like that, yeah. Yeah, Hollow Knight. I, I really liked Hollow Knight. I think that's a fantastic game. I don't know. I know millions of people love Shovel Knight. I don't know what I've talked about it before. That game did nothing for me. And I love 2D platforming kind of adventure games, but it's strange. So okay. anyway, I need to check it out. Yeah, no, if, if you do like those types of games, play Rogue Legacy. And God, now you could probably get it for a handful of dollars, a couple of dollars on either PS4 or um, Xbox. So um so what about mortal shell do you guys uh, dan we're not in your camp again from a souls like game but did you guys check out the mortal shell trailer yeah i saw it it was awesome looking yeah it looks fantastic looks absolutely amazing yeah yeah Yeah. do uh you play those games archimedes you play the souls games bloodborne 
Yeah, definitely. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, I, I really like these kind of challenging games. Um, this is uh, I love the Souls games. Bloodborne definitely one of the best uh, exclusives this gen for the PS4. Um, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I was chatting back to Jordan. Yeah, Enter the Gungeon was another good one, uh, and you can play that in co-op. But if you if you like uh, roguelites, definitely check out. Um, uh, Rogue Legacy. I'll keep uh, promoting that game as long as I can. Yeah, Mortal Shell um, looks really, really good. Apparently, it's been in development, uh, basically not in secret per se, but you know they really hadn't said anything about it for a few years now. So I know it's a smaller development team. Um, I just hope it kind of lives up to that trailer because I think it looks fantastic and um, yeah, exciting. Um, not no specific games to talk about here, but ID at Xbox did release. You know they they. Typically at GDC and some of the other game shows, uh, release sizzle trailers of a bunch of the indie games that are coming on the Xbox side. And uh, they released six videos, six videos with six games each uh, a couple days ago, which you can find on YouTube, on our site, where have you. And uh, pretty interesting here. In fact, some of the games, uh, West of Dead, you know, is a, a really kind of cool looking game that you can actually play the demo on Xbox right now if you haven't checked that out. And then there's a couple other games like uh, Undying that uh, were shown at E3 last year that were in those sizzle trailers. So if you didn't see those and you like indie games or small titles, a bunch of them come into Game Pass, definitely check that out as well. In fact, yeah, I was going to say, I've got an Undying pin right here. I talked to the uh, developer of it uh, last year. It's a pretty cool looking game. So I right, should do that more often, um, to be honest. Um these kind of sizzle trailers, uh, I love them, um, and they really help these little indie titles out because you otherwise you, it's hard to discover them. And in the ID at X, Xbox program, you have hundreds of games releasing, and they should really highlight some of them. Agree, one hundred percent. In fact, yeah. um, you know they've made the habit Xbox has of the past couple of years during E three to have that kind of ID at Xbox sizzle reel for three or four minutes. Um, yeah. Showing a bunch of the small games coming, and that's one of my favorite parts of uh, of their press conference at E3 because a lot of those games, you know, you can get anywhere from five to fifteen to even twenty hours if they're a little longer out of, and they're really enjoyable games. So Definitely. yeah, no, your your point about discoverability, I think, is is a whole nother topic we could dive into. But you know, just being able to discover the games that are out there is a challenge nowadays. I know it's something that Steam faces. Uh, it, it's a big big obstacle for Steam. So. <clears throat> All right, we got the uh, we got the BAFTA awards this week too. Uh, nothing too notable to call out here. I figured I'd just mention it because it's pretty kind of considered a prestigious, you know, award uh, event in the gaming industry. So I'll call these out, and then we can just kind of talk about them. But the the ones that really stood out were uh, Disco Elysium, which uh, I've talked about before. I started playing, Dan. I know you started playing it. I, I need to go back to it. I kind of mm -hmm. I left it. Um, but it got best debut game. It also won best music and best narrative. So three awards for Disco Elysium. Best multiplayer was given to Apex Legends. Um, okay. Best, <laughs> <laughs> best evolving game, Path of Exile. I will definitely agree with that and give a shout out to Path of Exile. Those guys at yeah. Grinding Gear Games are fantastic. Path of Exile is incredible. If you like ARPGs and you haven't played Path of Exile, freaking go play it. Um, and then best overall game. We can talk about this one. Best overall game, best game design, Best original property, all to Outer Wilds. Not Outer Worlds, like I thought when I first looked at it. Outer Wilds. <laughs> um, so what do you guys... I'll start with you, Archimedes. Anything here? Did you play Disco Elysium? Did you play Outer Wilds? Any of those? Um, I played Outer Wilds. I didn't play Disco Elysium. Okay. Well, Outer Wilds, good game, but... I don't get the hype around it. Um, okay, good. Out, neither, out of worst, I would have understood. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, neither do we. we. We've talked about it before. It's won other awards throughout the year. You know, won some game awards as well back in December. And I, I played it for a little while, and I just, I, I just don't get it. Um, it's, it's not one of those games that that syncs up with me, Dan. I know you're pretty much in the same camp. No, it sucks. <laughs> I five minutes. You're a little there's less politically correct about it. No, I can care less. There's, there's, there's these games just like movies that come out, and like these, these people they review them and they play them. They're, they're just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Come over here and be cool with me because I like this thing that's so weird. Shut up. I don't even want to hear about it anymore. There are so many better games that were actually probably designed better. I can probably name 20 of them from last year. That game drove me nuts. And it's just one of those things where it's like I, I, you start off and you're playing it and you got to control this little, I don't know what it is, remote control lander, lunar land. I don't know what. It sucked. I mean, it was so hard to control. I was like, this is ridiculous, man. I don't get the hype behind that one. I understand Disco Elysium, which, you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. As much as I played of it, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of skimmed through the bat. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's it's fine. It's just another award show, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just one of those things that's out there. And I agree with uh, Outer Wilds. I just, yeah, I couldn't get into it. Um, so HR asked about um, last night. And funny enough, it's funny you mentioned that because I did. I interacted with Tim Soray this week. Someone asked me about it on Twitter, and I said it's still in development. They actually overhauled the graphics engine in the game last year, and then they ran into some development issues as well from a funding perspective because they're a real small studio. I think they're like 10 or 12 people. So uh, Tim did confirm that still in development, still coming. They did release some updated clips. If you haven't seen those, you know, of what it looked like when they first debuted it on the Xbox stage versus what it looks like now. And it looks just absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah, it's out there. It's coming. I just, you know, it's one of those games that will come when it comes, right? We don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, Dan, it's funny you bring that up, though, because um, uh, I mentioned it to Dan earlier this week. He's like, who? What? Yeah, no idea what we were talking about. I have no idea. I mean, I remember the game. You know, from it was like was it two years ago at E3, I think. When they As, believe it or not, uh, yeah, twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that one. I remember. I was like, oh, that looks actually kind of cool. I didn't know <laughs> who the hell was doing it, but yeah, I'm still waiting on Tunic. So Tunic, oh, I told you before, Tunic is literally one guy making yeah. that game, so it could I mean, be a while. Although he's home, it. you figure he's yeah. probably at home. Yeah, yeah. So. call me, dude. I mean, I don't know anything about anything, but I'll, you know, I'll try it out for you. Try it out for you. Um, and Jordan uh, said, Outer Wilds is so good, I don't know how you guys didn't care for it. <laughs> Sorry. I also hated Oxenfree. Everybody knows that. So, yeah. Don't yeah. don't get Dan started on Oxenfree. We're going to move on right away. Um, current games. So let's talk about current games and what we're playing. Uh, so Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered came out this week. Uh, obviously, Resident Evil 3 Remake just came out yesterday officially. I know tons of people are playing that. Um, and the Xbox Spring Sale went live, too. So I know a lot of people were picking up games that, you know, uh, had already been released at decent deals. So I'm going to let you guys talk here because I've only really been playing one game. Um, but uh, Archimedes, let's start with you, man. What have you been up to? Well, I just finished Doom Eternal. Um, yeah. And now I started uh, something out of my backlog. I started Kingdom Come Deliverance. Fantastic. Nice. I love that game. Yeah, fantastic game. game. Um, I don't know why I've been waiting so long for to, to start this one. And I also started Batman Arkham Knight again. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, the spring sale went up. I bought um, Call of Duty World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, oh. I want to play the campaign. I 
Uh, I'm not a big Call of Duty multiplayer guy, but I like the campaigns. But usually, I don't want to pay sixty bucks for for just the cam- sure. uh, five to six hour campaign, and so I picked that one up. And yeah, well, I'm still on the fence with Resident Evil Three. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like the demo. It's it's getting mixed reviews. Uh, I like the demo, but I'm not sure if I'm in the mood right now for such a scary game. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, and and it shouldn't be surprising, um, yet it's I guess people forget, but Resident Evil Three is not, um, it's not nearly as long as Resident Evil Two. I think you know Capcom yeah. kind of built off of the hype of last year and how well Resident Evil Two remake did to release Three. Three is a much much shorter game. Um, it's one of the Resident Evils I don't really care for, which is why I haven't picked it up. And Dan, we know you're not picking that one up, but yeah. um, like I mentioned earlier, if you weren't here at the very start of the show. Um, <clears throat> Archimedes did a video review of Doom Eternal, so uh, definitely check that out too. Because uh, you know, I know you really enjoyed it as well. And I've I've been playing it, and then I just got away from it. I haven't played it this week at all. I, I finished Ori, and I need to go back to it. But um, Dan, what are you up to? Uh, basically the same stuff. Uh, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint. Did you finish all the Splinter Cell stuff? Yes, it okay. is very very good. Okay, um, much better than the first one. Um, now, you know, after you finish it, you actually get the Sam Fisher skin, so I can just run around and pretend like I'm <laughs> playing a Splinter Cell game. And if you, you can almost, it's almost to the point now where I'm kind of role-playing that. So I'm playing with our buddy, not your buddy, but my buddy, Greg. And uh, it's like, I don't know, it's like playing with, like, Steve Carell's character from, like, Dinner for Schmucks and then, like, a really serious, you know, stealth dude. You know, and so I'm like, okay, we gotta be quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, we, we gotta, you gotta be quiet. You gotta sneak into this place. We want to not alert these people. Um, he's like, well, I want to try the sniper rifle. I'm like, great. You know, you, let's see if you can handle it. Literally, the first thing he does is shoot, miss. The entire base gets alerted, and then we die. That's so, accurate. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's basically what I was expecting. Um, so I shouldn't be super disappointed, but I was. Um, we need to make a video series of this. For those of you listening, really Dan's got a, a local friend he plays with here who is, uh, would you call him the worst gamer of all time? Yes, except for driving games. The guy's like a savant. I mean, <laughs> Idiot savant. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's, it's, you get into like Forza or like Project Cars or something, and the guy is insane good. Right? It, it, it's just, but he doesn't even translate over to like other games where like you drive a vehicle. It has to be like a racing game. He's amazing. I mean, I will give him 100% props. He's probably got so many hours logged into Forza Horizon 4. But, you know, and good for him. But, you know, anything else, no, not so much. So nothing, uh, not playing anything new? No. Uh, well, you know what? Here's, here's another small thing. I got, I played MLB quite a bit. Okay. And then yesterday on the uh, begging from my kids, I bought Animal Crossing. Uh-oh. Now, I haven't played it yet. I've got it. I probably will try it and see what all the hype is about. Um, and part of me is like, there's zero chance I'm going to like this. But you know, another part of me is like, if I get sucked in, I mean, great for quarantine stuff. I'm just looking out my window. I'm pretty sure this lady just hit my car with her dog. What the <laughs> hell? Hit your car with her dog? <laughs> she ran into my car. Like her dog's got like some kind of I don't know if it doesn't have any back legs or something, but it has some wheels on it. It looks like oh. Oh. God, <laughs> moving <man>. on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm gonna try it out and see how it's like. See what it's like. Sorry, I distracted. 
Um, <laughs> no, it's a joke. We always say that we, you know neither of us can speak to Animal Crossing because it's not our thing. So if you get into it, that's good. Um, yeah, Matt, Matt, I agree with you, man. I finished Resident Evil 3, you know, when it first came out. No desire at all to go back to it. And like Dizzy pointed out as well, it was originally kind of part of Resident Evil 2. It was a continuation. And it kind of got cut up and they made it made it its own game. Excuse me. So anyway, um, me, I... <laughs> I've just been playing World of Tanks, man. I am addicted. I can't get off of the tank game. Um, I got addicted years and years ago. I actually uh, I got an email. I started playing that game in 2013, so that's how far I go back. I go back with it. It's now 10 years old. I've been playing it for seven years, but um, you know, I just log in every day and, and playing tanks. And it's so easy to do because I'm working from home, and I'm sitting here, and I've got my you know work computer and my normal computer, and I just find myself kind of reaching over and starting to play tanks again. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right so be careful i was clearing weeds catching fish <laughs> sarko sarko i cannot picture you playing animal crossing and being addicted to that you got to do it in like full deployment gear and take a picture of yourself hold full deployment gear holding a switch playing animal crossing i think that would be great <clears throat> all right uh so i think uh it's gonna about cover us for the week guys we just crossed an hour i've got uh Got to go play some tanks here in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go check your car. Make sure the dog didn't, you know, damage it. Um, I know HR mentioned Warzone. You know, I think a bunch of us are still playing Call of Duty Warzone as well. So if you're, you know, if you're a Call of Duty guy, it, it's still a blast. Still playing that um, every couple of nights as well. So anyway, guys, uh, Argamades, man, absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for joining. It's been a lot of fun. It seems like this live show kind of went off without a hitch, I hope um where Thank can we you find for you having me yeah absolutely man we'll have you back of course in the future so That's where can great. we find you what are you up to um anything you want uh listeners to know yeah well you can find me on twitter and youtube uh, my channel uh, at boxenberger um i am trying to put out at least one video a week on my youtube channel and on my twitter i'm always discussing the latest in gaming and show, uh, share a lot of screenshots from the games i'm playing I've heard that a lot, that people call me the screenshot guy. So um, <laughs> if you want to see what I'm playing, just follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah, and I would be happy to be return here on this show. I had a blast. Thanks, guys. Awesome, yeah, man. Dan, what do you got? Uh, I'm uh, self-quarantining. Quarantining. <laughs> Quarantining. Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. It but, is weird. It's a yeah. weird, weird time in the world for all of us. I still go out every once in a while and just sure. drive around, you know, get some fresh air. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen so many people walking in my life. Yeah, in no, it's true. People life. are walking their dogs and just kind of, yeah, just getting out and walking it, about. It's insane. Oh. You know, but it's good. I mean, get out, you know, enjoy some fresh air, uh, get some vitamin D. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> that was a shot at me, wasn't it? So next week, um, next week is episode 100. So we're going to have some, uh, some different topics. I think Bert's going to rejoin us. Uh, KD is going to join us and uh, we'll let you know when that's going to be. We haven't nailed down the time yet, but it will be a live show again. So if you guys can stop by, it would uh, be greatly appreciated. Of course, I think we may do a giveaway as well. Um, yeah. Well, it should be a lot of fun. So it's hard to believe we're at 100 episodes. It's kind of crazy, especially considering we originally only did these every two weeks, not every week. So it right. creeps up on you. 
And then uh, I've been talking about this for a while, but I've been writing this damn long Xbox article and I kind of got off it for a bit, but I got back to it uh, yesterday and uh, it will promise, I'm going to put this out there, it'll definitely be out this week. So it's really just a look at Xbox going into next gen and talking about all the aspects, some of which we covered earlier. Um, but it uh, should be a lot of fun. So look for that on the site this week too. Anyway, that was episode 99, guys. Thanks. Really, really appreciate you guys stopping by for the live show and uh, we will see you next week.